Hey, this is Matt McCool here, one of the lead pastors at Takeover Church, and we are so excited that you are listening to this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. We hope it challenges you to continue on in this journey of faith of following Jesus. And we want to let you know we also have services every single Sunday at 5 p.m., complete with Takeover Kids and a free cafe. It's a good time. We want to invite you and your friends and your family all on out on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Thanks again for listening to this message. Hope you have a great day. Goodness. Uh, but yeah, so tonight it is week three of Firestarter. Someone say Firestarter. Firestarter, it's good. Uh, that's not me in the photo. That's actually Zach. You can tell by the chicken legs. Um, but because he's not here tonight, I get to take shots at him. So love you, Zach. Holler at the podcast. Um, that's not really Zach. I found that photo. Anyways, um, so yeah, we are week three in Firestarter. And Firestarter, just to catch some people up to pace tonight, um, Firestarter is a series that I believe has been really good in church. Anybody loving Firestarter so far? I feel like we have had some of the most liberating and freedom-having services the last two weeks. It has been good. Can I get a witness in the house? Come on. It has been good. So the first week was the fire and the hammer, which I loved. And the second week was the fire and the desire. Come on. So if you missed either of those, hop onto the podcast. Check those out. Actually, Week one is missing because uh, our uh, our recorder had a devil in it and uh, needed to be relieved of it. So we missed week one, but week two is up. You should check that out. But Firestarter for us is just a series where we believe here at Takeover Church, I don't know what denomination you come from. I don't know what background you might be in. I don't know what your faith experience with Jesus or church or other things up until this point has been. But I actually believe we are emphatically convinced, forcefully convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you and I are both endowed with a gift and with a talent and with a God-given purpose, you are not here by accident. You have something on the inside of you that is supposed to be on the outside of you, overflowing and overpouring onto the people around you. I believe you have all of the makings on the inside of you for a God-sized combustion to take place in and through your life in the great state of Grand, uh, Michigan. Amen? So, we're going to preach about it some more. Does that sound good? Fantastic. Tonight, the title of my message is where my note takers at. Somebody handed out notebooks mid-service. So, I mean, like, we have to have them. Yeah. Sweet. Everyone in church going to heaven is good. Uh, title of my message is this. Y'all ready? The fire and the shift. The fire and the shift. And, yes, I've already pre-recorded 18 different ways that I will pronounce the word shift tonight so that in the event of there being a fumble of that word shift... I will edit that on the podcast. Kidding, kidding. But we're going to find out. Shift, S-H-I-F-T. Shift. All good. <laughs> but yeah, tonight, taking notes as well. It's going to be up on the Big Bible, but it is Psalm 104, 1 through 9. Y'all hear that? Psalm 104, 1 through 9. I'm coming out of the ESV tonight. You can read any other translation you want to, um, but this is just what I love. So you ready? All right. Oh, Lord, my God, you are very great. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Can we just sing that like we're Matt Redmond one time? Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, we've been in church for so long. It's so good. I love it. Come on. We worship your holy name. Oh, Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. Verse 2. Covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. 
He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers win. His ministers a flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundation so that it should never be moved. You covered it with deep. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke, they fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took flight. The mountains rose and the valley sank down to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that you may not that they may not pass, so that they might so that they might not again cover the earth. Come on, how good is that? Some of you are like, where are you going? Let's pray and we'll find out together. Sound good? Jesus, we thank you so much for tonight. God, right now, admittedly, in the uh, interest of transparency and open and honesty in the in the house of God tonight, Lord, I, I come to you, I feel a little bit defeated. I feel a little upset right now. And uh, I believe, God, tonight you're going to make the devil pay for it. And uh, so we're going to spend the next little minute here making the devil pay for it, God. So I just ask that you would just come that you would have your way in and through this service, God, that as I begin to stir in my own soul what you have prepared for your people tonight, our, uh, everyone in this room tonight, our souls would be stirred, our chins would be lifted, our heads would be held high, knowing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and there ain't no devil in hell or, or a prophecy of lie of man, God, that could come against you and what you have for your people tonight. So, God, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in and through this house. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, church. Can you make some noise for Jesus? Woo! All right. Somebody's got to have a little wah-wah break, as I used to say a couple years ago before Adrian taught me how to speak right. So, it's true. He who finds a wife finds a really good thing. She fixed everything in me, mostly. So, speaking of Jesus, kidding, but the fire and the shift, the fire and the shift. So I don't know about you, but when I started reading this verse earlier this week, it did a lot for me. And you, you might be thinking, this is David. It's just a psalm. It's just like basically he's out there in the field, and he's, he's got his long wavy hair and a harp, and he's just out there doing David things. And you, you wouldn't think this is really too much for, for your soul or for your salvation, but really it did something for me. Because I don't know where you're at in your life or, what, again, your church experience has been or what your whole human existence has been. The, the age bracket in here runs the gamut. There are young to old, and everyone is fantastic. But we all come from different places and different spaces and different experiences, different backgrounds, right? So I don't know about you, but there's been a time in Matt's life where I've thought about the creation of the world, where I've thought about existence, where I've thought about why is everything here? Why did atoms become matter and get together and do this thing? And and why did, if God is infinite and awesome and sovereign and he can do this and that and the other thing and everything he wants to do is nothing off limits to him, why would he choose to make this and this and this? And I've gotten lost in the rabbit hole of my own mind before thinking, why? And if you're going to create it, why this? Has anybody been there before, if we can be honest? Can we take it a big step further? Because I think also, like me, I will probably hit everybody in this room with this one. You've thought about your own purpose. You thought about why you're here. Why you specifically? It's easy, right? We think about the world and we're like, why in the world am I here? We're not even questioning why the world is here, why they're here. Like, we know why Beyonce's here, okay? We know why she's here. She's Beyonce. Like, we get it. But often, something will happen. We'll experience something in this life and we'll, ex we'll, under we'll ask God. We just can't fathom it. We'll go, why am I here? 
What is my purpose? What is my direction? What, what can I give to the world? Beyonce, she sings, she dances, she does it all. And I'm just me. Now, obviously, that's supposed to be funny and bring some levity to the service tonight, but I think that's a very honest and real question for a lot of us in the heart and soul of the series of TakeOver. The fire starters, that you would see that you have purpose, that you would see that as we have cut away some things the last couple weeks, we have done some heart surgery in this house and in our lives, and we have checked our offenses, and we have broken the hard parts of our heart, if not the entire heart that has gone hard. We have done these things. We have checked our desires and our motives, and we have died to ourselves for two weeks straight. Because at the end of us is actual life, and it's actually attainable, and I believe that there is a purpose on the inside of every single one of us. So if you're like me tonight, and you can be honest in the house of God and say, I have wondered, maybe it was 10 years ago for you, Maybe it was in your lowest of lows. Maybe you were just experiencing all sort of unrelenting questions happening inside your head. We have all, at some point in time, maybe this was you just this morning, we have experienced the question in our head, why am I here? What is my purpose? You know, for some of us, we just we have a hard time with purpose because we think our purpose is found in our gifts. We think that our lack of purpose is found in our lack of talent. We think that for some of us, we find our purpose and our identity and all these things are wrapped up into one. I am what I do. I am who I... All of these things. Friends, I want to encourage you tonight that you do have a purpose and you do have a reason for existing tonight. And it's not a suicide sermon. And it's not a doubt sermon. It's none of those things. It's an awakening service letting you know that we have been doing something very explicit and purposeful with intentionality the past two weeks, and it's been building to this night. And I have something I have to say to some people tonight, that there are facts that we still have to understand in this universe. And one of the facts tonight is that you were created on purpose. How? How can you say that? Myself, I was, I was tried for for four years. My parents had my sister. She was awesome. But they were like, it is not good that we raise this child alone. So they were trying to create another. You know what I'm saying? Quoting Genesis, Bible joke, over the head. Got it. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, the second is way better. So anyways, it's good. I'm just trying to say, I'm better than my sister. Holla. But I was tried for four years. And in fact, by the time I finally came along, it was an accident. So I don't know about you, but maybe for you, you had that conversation with your parents. Your, your history, your life story so far, it started off with happenstance. You, you, you weren't planned for whatever your situation, how you find yourself tonight. You have to understand when David was writing this, when he was talking about how great, so we say how great, how great is our God. We'll sing it one more time. Bless the Lord. Take Rusty's job. Oh, my soul. Come on, right? As he was writing this verse, as Matt Redman would rip that off and make that incredible worship song that would shape a generation. Okay, the best ideas aren't your own time. As he did that, as David wrote this thing, he was laying down some facts. I think it was facts that he was trying to get on the inside of himself for his life, for his kingdomship, for his destiny, for what David was called to do. And I believe it's something that's very relevant to you and to I tonight because he was trying to say, fact. Somebody say, fact. 
No, no, no. We need to say it like we believe some facts tonight. Somebody say fact. He was saying fact. God created the world. Fact. God created the axis on which the earth spins. He set it into motion. He told the earth to spin, and it spun. Amen? Fact. He spoke to the water. He told it to run. He spoke to the rain. He told it to pour. He spoke to the fire. He told it to burn. He spoke to the mountains. It raised up. He spoke to the valleys. It sunk low. All of these things he just got done saying. You gave the earth this foundation so that it could not be moved, knocked off its axis. Everything has intention and later in the middle of all of that while he's just laying out all of these facts all of these things that our science today proves are indisputable because of how it is and how it moves and how it functions and it's perfect in alignment and, no, 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 no. and all of these things in the middle of mountains and valleys in the middle of rain and fire in the middle of these things david says this he says the messengers would be fire he makes his ministers the wind and his messengers fire hebrews the book of hebrews we can put that up on the big screen would follow this up by saying this of the angels he's quoting this in the book of hebrews the of hebrews, he says he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire he makes his angels like the wind that they would swoop in that they would protect that they would be light on their feet and quick to the beat and they would do all of these things that's why we say send ministering angels because they're quick they come like the wind but for his messengers his church his people not just the israelites not just Jewish people, not just people of Jewish faith, not just these people, but the new church, the Gentiles and the Jew, the you and the me, the messed up from the floor up and the glammed up to show up. Every single person who would call upon the name of Jesus would become his son and his daughter and would become his church and would become his messengers. And if you and I, we are called and designed to be messengers, not only does that mean that we have a message that has to get out, that we have an assignment. But friends, that means that you and I, like that, he made his messengers fire. And I love that. I love that because our world, this is going to sound really wild to some of y'all, okay? Our world needs some fire. I'm not saying like hell. I'm not saying that. No, 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 no. I'm saying a holy fire coming out of some Christians who are mobilized and understand that they are on assignment. Funny thing about being on assignment, ain't nobody fans of assignments. Ain't nobody fans of assignments. Think back to any time you were in school or you had an assignment in your life or your wife gave you a grocery list. I'll try. I'll try. None of us are fans of assignment. Good. God has not enlisted a bunch of Christians to become fans of Jesus tonight. One of the simple truths that you and I need to get tonight, one of the revelations I believe that God is speaking to me and to you right now is that God doesn't need another fan of Jesus. He needs some followers of Jesus. Our neighbors, our sisters, our brothers, those that are different from us, our enemies, this world, Grand Rapids, doesn't need any more fans of Jesus. It needs some followers of Jesus. Amen. Because followers are messengers and messengers are fire. I'm preaching anybody tonight. Can I get a witness in the house? He doesn't need any more fans. He doesn't need fans. He needs messengers. He needs people who are actually, factually, and actively following after Jesus. 
Guys, we have an assignment. We're sitting here wondering what our purpose is in this life. And God is speaking so loud and so clear. Once we get past all of the issues in our hearts and all of the desires that we've had and all of these things we've broken down, the strongholds we've had the last two weeks, after we've broken all of that down, he's trying to set you up for the biggest win possible, and that's that he actually wants to use you just as you are where you're at right now to tell people about his son, Jesus. To tell people about his son, Jesus. There are a lot of Christians today. The world's full of them. But I wonder how many wildfires there are. I wonder how many absolutely set ablaze individuals. If God has set the earth on its axis and he filled the oceans, if he did all these things, if he hung the night stars and he put the sun in its place and we revolve around the way that we do with the time and all these things that are so intentional and in the middle of these facts, David just lays down, you are a messenger and a messenger is fire. And what does fire do? It burns, baby. Somebody say, it burns, baby. Some of us have to get this revelation tonight. Some of us need to get this revelation tonight. That we are a fire. And if we're not yet, we have the makings to be. This is all about an awakening. This is all about coming alive. This thing called following Jesus is about being dead and coming to life tonight. And he didn't revive you. He didn't raise you from the dead. He didn't give you a second chance in life. He didn't give you his approval. He didn't give you all of these things that he gave you, his anointing that's all over your lives. Every single person in here, I believe, is anointed to do the appointment that God has for him, the assignment that he has for him in this earth. He didn't give you those things. For us just to have some simmering coals that we can kind of cook some burgers around for 45 minutes because it takes longer than a fire. He didn't call us to simmer and to sizzle. He has called us to set some things ablaze. Some Christians, we're just so content with shining. Aren't we? We're content. We're content with looking like we have some fire looking like there's some activity in our lives, looking and making the appearance like we're being godly or that we're a Christian, and we get these things confused because, man, shiners, shiners, when they run into darkness, it's just so that they can be brighter. But fires, when they run into darkness, it's so that they can set the darkness ablaze. The thing about fire, you can shine all by yourself. Just me. My Christian life, my Christian wife, doing our Christian things. We got a minivan. We got it all. We're doing good. Ain't nothing happening. But a fire, someone's always trying to put out a fire. A fire is alive. A fire is active. A fire is breathing in the oxygen around it. A fire is uncontrollable. We might think we can, and we might test out combustion theory, and we'll try these things to control fire, but the truth and the simple truth of the matter about fire is that if you take fire anywhere, it brushes up against one thing. That one thing is emphatically changed for the rest of its existence. Fire is uncontrollable. Fire burns things that it didn't even intend to burn. Fire has a purpose, and fire has a location, and it has a place that it occupies and a space that it goes, and whatever it brushes up against, whatever threshold it passes by, whatever place the fire finds itself, 
is burned and singed and left changing fire like some Christians in here tonight. I know you, and I know your personalities. I know who you are for the kingdom of God. Fire like y'all, it don't leave small impressions. God is asking tonight that we would begin to get this revelation on the inside of us. That just like everything else has its place, it has its time, it has its assignment, it has its motions that's been put into. You as well have that motion that you've been put into. You as well have this assignment. And when you get this uh, revelation on the inside of you that you are called to not just shine but to burn, baby, to set some things ablaze for the kingdom of God, Jesus isn't calling people to fandom. He's calling us to the kingdom. Off the dome, but it's good. He doesn't need more followers. He hasn't called us to be a fan or in a fandom, but no, he's called us to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven here and now. I appreciate anybody tonight. That's when we get this revelation on the inside of us. That's when we begin to understand this is our sole purpose, our intent. We want things handed to us so easy. No, no, just give me this direction. Give me this direction. Am I a piano player? Am I this? Am I that? No, 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 no. It's when we get that our sole purpose is to burn bright for Jesus and to change everything around us. That landscape should be affected because you're there. Atmosphere should be affected because you're there. Things have to change because you're there. That's the sole purpose of a Christian. That's what you were brought to life for. Not for human, feeble, and fickle dreams. No, no, no. But for God-sized dreams. I'm preaching to anybody tonight. So what does it all mean, Matt? When you get this revelation on the inside of you, shift happens. Shift happens. Some of us have been out here living our life. I'm saying that on purpose. We've been living our life where we live. We wish blank would quit happening. If you if you're you know catching my drift tonight, we wish this would stop happening. Death would stop happening. Setback would stop happening. These areas in our lives would stop happening the way that they are. We feel like we aren't making any progress tonight. But I'm telling you, when we get this revelation on the inside of us, from the emotional to the spiritual to the fictional to the uh, to the physical to the uh, what do I want to call it tonight? Um, the material from all of these areas. If we would get the revelation on the inside of us that we were called to burn for Jesus. Watch when shift happens. Shift happens when a Christian begins to be awakened to their calling. Shift happens when you decide to wake up and live your day intentionally for Jesus. Shift happens when you realize you are in the workplace that you're in, the season that you're in for such a time as this with a purpose and intentionality. It's not that he's trying to withhold things from you. He's trying to get something through you while you're there. You have an assignment, and it's amazing what happens when you allow God to pass things off through you to those around you that you suddenly get passed on to the next level in your life. It's not amazing to you that these things go hand in hand because this is what God has called each and every single one of us to experience tonight. These things happen when shifts happen. The fire and the shift when we get this fire on the inside of us, when we, when we decide that we are going to get these combustible elements together and we're actually going to pick up our word of God and we're going to see what God says about us, what he can do, what his limitations aren't and what ours aren't either, when we decide to take God up at his word and we pray bold prayers, the prayers of a righteous person are both powerful and effective. Our God is able to exceed and above all that we could ask, dream, or imagine, okay? He is limitless, so therefore, you and I, as marked sons and daughters of the Most High God, we too are limitless. And with that fire, he is saying, some shift will happen in 
your life. And not only will shift happen in and through your life, shift will happen through your life. Matt, what is shift? Shift is movement. There's a lot of Christians that are praying for movement. God, we just need you to move. God, we just need this to happen. God, we just need this to change and this to change. And I got to go forward. And I want to excel in all of these things. He is saying, shift happens. When you begin to get the fire of God on the inside of you, take him at his word, and you let him order your steps, and you quit making demands. But you allow him to use you in and through the season that you're in. Shift happens when you are in nursing school, and you have decided that you are going to follow Jesus, not just be a fan of Jesus while you're in college going through the hardest days of your life, but you're instead going to follow Jesus because you have decided that you are going to be in the most underappreciated job in the world, making $40,000 less than you should be because you play an integral part, but you decided that when I'm in the hospital, this is my ministry. When I'm in my waiting room, this is my ministry, that I get to speak hope into people's lives at their lowest, that I get to bring the peace beyond all understanding when they're in the most confusing times of their lives. Shifts happen when we, be, when we decide that we are going to follow Jesus with everything that we have, that we're going to let the fire burn, baby. Say somebody say, burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. Shift happens when a Jesus follower takes God up on that dream that they put on the inside of them. Let me tell you this. It's a God dream when it's too big for you. It's a God dream when it can't be done in your own hands. It's a God dream when it can't be done in your own time. It's a God dream when it's too big to fail without God. There's somebody that is a part of our church that is called to be an entrepreneur. I don't know who it is. We haven't had this conversation, but it was something that God was stirring up on the inside of me this week as we were talking about a shift taking place as a shift happening and i was trying to figure out who this could be so i'm going to put this out right now but there is somebody in our church that is called to be an entrepreneur and when you're an entrepreneur in grand rapids in beer city usa yes the pastor just said beer from the pulpit it is what it is get used to it when you're an entrepreneur in beer city usa what a perfect place to start no, 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 this is ruffling some of our Christian feathers right now. This is some of our Christian sensibilities right now. But what if God was calling to that person tonight? And he was saying, I want you to open up a godly brewery in the city of Grand Rapids. The world would be confused. The city would say it makes no sense. Zoning laws would come against that person. The church would turn on them and say bars are for debauchery. But this person who would be dreaming up this dream and saying, no, 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 God's put this God-sized dream on the inside of me. I am called to start this bar, to start this brewery where it wouldn't be a place for debauchery. It would be a place that's prayed over, that people could come and they could enjoy a safe nightlife where people wouldn't be uh, being preyed on and being attacked and being drunk and all these things. But instead, it would be a place where people would feel well in their soul when they left instead of robbed and further down than when they got there. What if? shift happened for that young man. I don't know who that word is for. I don't even know if they're in this room tonight, but I do know that they are a part of this church. And God has called them to do some confusing things. Friends, shift doesn't make sense. I want Christians to be different than the world. 
when the world is throwing up their hands and they're saying, this doesn't make sense. I want Christians to be throwing up their hands like this, saying, God, the shift doesn't make sense, but I'm here for it. The shift can't be contained, but I'm here for it. This shift is overwhelming my soul in ways I didn't know were passable, and I'm here for it. Am I preaching to anybody else tonight? When shift happens, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to make sense to the world. It's going to offend them. They're going to feel like you're combative. They're going to feel like you shouldn't have this place. This isn't your place as a Christian or as the church. You shouldn't have a voice in this conversation. But when a fire starts to burn, you realize that there isn't a conversation or a topic that is off God's table. He wants to be involved in every conversation. Amen? When shift happens, things start to change. Matt, how? How? I don't understand. That's so confusing. It feels like it's a big thing they're calling us to do. All these things. Whatever devil is in the side of your ear right now telling you that this is heresy and that it's false, allow me to shut him up for you. Does that sound good? Does this go for anybody else? Come on. John 15, 19, it says this. This is the words of Jesus, okay? If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of this world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus, can we rewind to play that again one time? Yeah, thank you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. It shouldn't make sense. Shift shouldn't make sense. Shift should be confusing to those who don't know Jesus, to those who are far from God, to those who have taken active stances against God. Human nature shift should be offensive to the human nature on the inside of you. How's that? Because your body, your emotions, the human part of you, not the Holy Spirit, but your fear and your worry and your anxiety and all these things that come stock in a human because God gave you emotions. I was talking with somebody this week. Quick blurb. God gave you emotions. He didn't give emotions to you. And if you feel like emotions have you, then there needs to be a shift that takes place in your life. Come on, somebody. There needs to be a shift that takes place in your life because you have emotions. They were never designed to have you. And when something is out of its designed idea and purpose, how many of you know things go haywire? Amen? Sidebar. Not even in my notes. That one's for free. Tip your waiter on the way out. This makes sense. Shift happens when you begin to get this revelation that you are not of this world. All of these things you think disqualifies you from the call of God on your life. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't have the right personality. I'm not talkative enough. I'm not all of these things. Friends, he calls us to die to ourselves, including the things that we think disqualify us. Can I tell you tonight that you are qualified for the call? You are qualified for the shift? You are qualified to burn bright? You are qualified to scorch the land for Jesus? You are qualified for these things. Why? Because your qualifications or unqualifications don't come from this world. It comes from another if you are not of this world, what qualifies you is not of this world. If you are of, if you are not of this world, what unqualifies you is not of this world. Amen. God says in the Bible that there is not a single call or gifting or talent that is on or spoken over your life that is irrevocable by your actions or your decisions. Obviously, within context, that's as a Jesus follower, not a Jesus fan. That's somebody who's a follower of the way of Jesus who has submitted their lives completely to him and whatever he decides is on the table. Don't get it twisted tonight. But he is saying if you are following after Jesus with everything that you have, if you are set on being a fire starter for the kingdom of God, there is not a single thing that you could do to get my disapproval. I have already approved you. 
I have already called you. I have already laid it before the foundations of the earth that you were designed for this as I was laying molten lava in the core of the earth and coming up with these ways for this thing to spin and to be in perfect alignment, perfect harmony, and to fulfill its purpose for seasons and times to come and for things to die and bloom, all of these things. As he spoke that into motion, he called you. And he put that fire on the inside of you. And he destined you and designed you and made you for a specific purpose. And like we said, if the desire for the fire is only for yourself, It'll never go beyond yourself. He created you with intention. That means shifts have to happen. If there has not been a shift in your life when you met Jesus, I'm going to ask you, did you meet Jesus? Because there's shine. Some of us have some shine tonight. Some of us look a little glammed up. Some of us look like we have the Christian image. But has a shift happened? The shining and shifting are very different. If your life looks like your life before you met Jesus, did shift happen? Or is it just shine? Is it just a glossy finish of being in church for five years? Did shift happen? Or is it just the shine? The fire and the shift. It's not going to make sense. It means our dreams should have a shift. Our marriages should have a shift. Our standard for what's allowed into our lives and into our mind and into our hearts should have a shift. Our goals should have a shift. All of these things, what we live and how we design our finances, somebody, should have a shift. These things, when it's submitted, it shifts. Amen? For some of us tonight, what time are we at? I'm running down that devil clock. 623, worship team, you can make your way up here. And we're going to sing in just a minute. Friends, when there's a shift happening, it doesn't leave small impression. You see, you're called to be a wildfire tonight. You're called to be a wildfire in your marriage. You're called to be a wildfire in your workplace, in your home, at your school, at the doctor's office, when you don't get the results that you wanted or prayed for. When life is difficult and hand you things that you never could have dreamed would come to you. When the enemy just feels like he has made you his punching bag for the week and you just can't catch a breath because you got the wind knocked out of you. You are called to be a fire starter. You see, some Christians are underneath the belief that our lives shouldn't have any shifts. That we should just be able to assimilate into the rest of the world and to look like them and to talk like them and to be like them and live like them. But the difference is, in the immortal words of Jesus, the only name and words that actually matter or carry any kind of weight that can shift or bring any lasting change is he's saying this. If you were of the world, they would love you. But you're not of this world. You're from another kingdom. 
I have called you, I have marked you, I have made you a son, and I've made you a daughter. And because of that, you're not just going to shine on your own like the celebrity culture does. You're not just going to shine on your own like human nature wants you to. You are going to burn. And what does a burning wildfire do? It burns everything it comes in contact with. If there's a patch of grass, that thing goes up. If there's a batch of trees, that thing goes up. If there's a hill or there's a mountain, it engulfs that too. If there's a stream of water, it burns that, it digests that, it turns it into vapor, and it goes away and it dries up. When a fire starts to burn, there should be a shift that happens in your life. Worship team, could you uh, could you chill on the music for a second? Dave, can you make sure they can hear me in the monitors? Is that cool? I kind of just got something I got to say. I know. It's supposed to be ending. I get it. Cool. If we're talking about shifts, I need you to hear me tonight. I need worship team, I need you to hear me tonight. We're going to stand that everybody can hear me tonight. I need you to hear me tonight. Right now, 630 in Grand Rapids. The devil is having a lot of services of his own in this city. The devil is having a lot of services of his own tonight. In bedrooms, in bars, on sidewalks, on city streets, everywhere around this place. The devil, he is throwing his own worship party, his own service. His own time where people throw up their hands because they hate life, where people throw back a bottle because they're upset, where people are convinced that they are worthless, that their body is only there to serve another human being or someone's agenda. All around this city tonight, the devil is having his own service, and God is asking for 40-some people tonight to let a shift happen because for the sake of this city, a shift has to happen. For the sake of the marriages in the city, shift has to happen. For the sake of the college and the youth of America, shift has to happen. For what Grand Rapids will look like 50 years from now, what Rockford will look like 50 years from now, Kentwood, Cedar Springs, Walker, all of these places, what it looks like after you and me is gone, shift has to happen. So whatever you think tonight disqualifies you from shift happening in your life, for your marriage being restored, for your purity being restored, for your integrity being restored, the world cannot unqualify you tonight, and I need you to hear that loud and clear. No one else is coming. We can't live like that. Only those who are coming are those that we bring along with us. Those that we call out of darkness. Those that we run into some dark alleys and we don't just light them up. We burn those alleys to the ground. Hell is in the business of destroying everything in its path. Shining is in the business of glamour and glitz and being off on its own and getting all the glory for it. But a burning fire that is Christ's messenger 
when we go down, when we go in to burn something down, it's to build it up. It's not to throw shame or guilt. It is to build up. It is to edify. It is to bring somebody out of darkness. It's to renew their eyes and give them new strength, to give them hope. You and I are hope dealers. There's a lot of other dealers in this city. There's a lot of other people dealing out false ideas and false prophecies and all of these things that are holy people back there dealing out some chains. And God is waiting for some shifts to happen through takeover church that decides that, you know what, worship team, you can begin playing. You know what? We're not content with chains being dealt. We're not content with destinies being scorched and squandered in hell. We're not content with it remaining the way that it is. We are a Jesus follower, not a Jesus fan. We're not here for likes. We're here for souls and salvation. If he's done anything for you, if he has saved your life, not just once, not just twice, but more times than you can count, would you just make some noise for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? There's some people in this room, this isn't something that we're just going to keep doing, but there's some people in this room tonight. Scott and Annette, I love you. You're my favorite parents. You're better than mine. But you're in this room tonight and you're worshiping. And there have been some things in your lives that should have ended your marriage. That should have ended this. That should have took Alex out. That should have ruined Adrienne and Adam's lives. That should have ruined our marriages. But God, in the midst of it, held you together lifted you up, made your, made your foundation solid, and he tried to come for this unity tonight. And you didn't allow it to happen, and God wasn't allowing anything to pass through his hands onto your lives. You're not disqualified from the best days of your lives. They're still absolutely ahead of you, and I look forward to seeing every moment of it. Holly... Yeah, there's been some things in your life that should have killed you, that's happened to you, that tried to rob you. But I'm here to tell you, Holly, you don't have to play the guitar. You ain't got to fake it right now. That God has more for you. He's got more for you and those two kids. He's got more for you and Rob. He's got a hope and a future that's not just aimless. Being a mother isn't a worthless assignment. He's got more for you. There's some shifts that are happening in this room right now. There's a shift in a marriage. There's a shift in a sister. There's a shift that's happening in this room. Would you stand up right now? He's got a hope and a future for you, Josh. And that's not aimless. And it's not by mistake. And it's not by happenstance. You're a worship leader by nature. You're a man of integrity by design. 
And there is a shift that needs to happen in your life for you to walk in everything that God has for you. And it starts tonight. Do you receive the shift? Come on. Amen. My boy Luke is going back to Thailand here pretty soon. And you know what? They don't let fly, they don't let fires on the plane, bro. They put that out. But you're going to go to Thailand and you're not going to be put out. They don't know it, but a wildfire is coming. They don't know it, but a shift is coming to that school. And when a shift comes to that school, shift comes to those kids' lives that you're speaking hope and life into. Amen? We're not playing, devil. We're not talking to you anymore. You're done. Jesus, we just thank you so much for tonight. Right now, every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. We're going to sing another song, maybe. But right now, while nobody's looking around, while nobody's talking, this is a moment that belongs to the Lord. There's a shift that's happening. Some of, some of you tonight, it's a shift that's been a long time coming. So from the worship team to the back of the house, wherever you're at right now, if you need to make your life right with Jesus, whatever that means to you right now, whether you've been saved and you need to get saved again, whether it's a recommitment, maybe it's a re-handing it back over, maybe you took the reins this, t this week, you took the steering wheel back from the Lord this week, and you've been driving in some directions at night that he ain't called you to go to. Maybe that's you, maybe that's the shift that needs to happen. Maybe there's some vices that have come back in. Friends, there's a lie that there's vices and they're like vipers. But I'm sorry, God said that if you're a holy person, the snake ain't got nothing for you tonight. Your vice is dead. Your vice is over. Your, your vice is canceled tonight. So if you're in this room tonight and you want to hand your life back over to Jesus, whether it's for the first time, if it's the first time, heaven's throwing a party right now, so you might as well put your hand up and join them. And if it's a 50th time or it's just a recommitment of some area in your life from the worship team to the back of the house of that dude there's nobody looking around there's nobody judging we just put your hand up right now and just declaring right now in this space i see that hand i see that hand i see that hand that you are just hands up everywhere it's so good that you are just handing the reins back over there's a shift in your mindset there's a shift in your heart there's a shift in your future. There's a shift over your past saying it doesn't disqualify you anymore. There's a shift in this room right now where you're going to have a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in your life. There's a shift happening in this room right now. Jesus, I just thank you for every single person in this place. God, right now, we just speak hope and we speak destiny. There's a shift that's taking place in this room right now, and we know that you've ordered it, and we know that you called it, and we know that it's hard to address sometimes. We know it might bring a tear to our eye. It might make us feel like we're on the spot, but there is a shift that is happening because a fire is burning. It's accumulating, God. Lord, we know that you didn't call the angels 
to be a brief and light breeze, but you called them to be the wind. That you didn't call us to be hot, simmering coals that don't do nothing, God. You've called us to be a blaze and to build up and to burn down every stronghold that we come in front of and every person that's attached to them, God. Right now, God, we surrender our lives, whatever it looks like, whatever last night looks like, whatever the last 10 years have looked like, whatever our entire existence have looked like right now, we surrender it all. We put it at your table. You separate what you want to keep. You get rid of what you don't, but it's yours, God. Do with it what you will. We're ready for shift to happen in our lives for the sake of the city, for the sake of the world, for the sake of our marriages, for the sake of our integrity, for the sake of our purity, for the sake of our destiny and our souls, God. Burn like a fire in us tonight. Amen.